I'm Brian Tetta, executive producer of The View. It's Wednesday, and I'm here with Joy Behar. This is Behind the Table. Okay, I'm bracing myself because it is Wednesday, and I am here with Joy Behar. Hello, Joy. Hello. Everything good with you? Why are you bracing yourself? Well, because, you know, uh, there, there's a feeling like, um, the, well, the last time you were here, you kind of destroyed my ability to tell a story, which was fine. Letterman did that to you for years. Yes, It didn't no. bother you? No, now it, it, bo- it, it bothered me. We're but... comedians. We're, this is These are jokes. These are fun moments. Yes, and again, I, I played it for my wife, who agreed with you completely. That, you don't, that your story is telling My stories too... are too long, yes. Well, that's it. It was, an ele- it was a lesson I was giving you on how to be more succinct. I appreciate all. it. Um, so, you know, America's rallied to my side and feels like good. I'm, I'm glad. abused. But the the fact that you're teasable is a, is a, is a plus. Oh, good. good. You know well, who used to like to be teased? Meredith. Loved it. Meredith Vieira. She liked to be teased. All right. Well, maybe I'll Because she's not an insecure person, and neither are you, no. apparently, because you don't mind it. You get it all the time. Not just from me. I believe the expression is I can take a punch, and I think uh, <laughs> No, you can take a joke. I can take a joke. Well, much like Meredith, maybe I'll go on to host of the Today Show after I this. I doubt that. I doubt it, too. <laughs> uh, all right. We had a good show today, I thought. Um, yeah. You were at the helm, and uh, we teased the... Uh, Adventures of Whoopi, that we'll give more information about when she returns, but right. some good stuff. Yeah. Um, and then we had uh, some serious conversations, but then also we had some fun conversations. We turned to one of your favorite uh, topics to discuss, um, the idiocy of psychics. <laughs> psychics and Can therapists. Can you believe Sonny believes this? She's such a brilliant person, and yet she believes all She's this? very smart. I-, I think that she is open to different ideas. I think that's one of the things that's great about Sonny is she's... Uh, very open-minded to aliens and UFOs and to psychic things. Now, I guess your your feelings are... I think that's are... called gullible. <laughs> <laughs> so you've never been to a psychic, I assume. Of course not. No. You've had psychics on the show before. Has any they're, of them... they're all full of it. Every single one. And like I said, what? how come they can't predict which horse is going to win in the race? I think what they usually say is they can't do things that will affect them directly. And oh, they're baloney. able to see they, other they, people's they things. They say they can't do things that they, because they know it's impossible. Yeah. They can always make up a lie or a story about the way, what you're going to do in the next 10 years. You're going to be, oh, you're going to be a movie star. And, they, and people like that because they, they, they believe it. I have a little bit of experience with psychics. Stop me if I'm going too long here. But um, in the past, <laughs> so I worked on... Other talk shows, and I'm not going to name names, but I used David to, Letterman before then. Oh. I worked on a talk show where there was a psychic that was a regular guest, and she was. I mean, those were the highest rated shows. What was her name? I'm, I said I wasn't going to name names. Okay, all right. It was Sylvia Brown. Okay, there you go. All She's right. passed away now. Yeah. I don't want to speak ill of the dead, especially a psychic that could come back. But she <laughs> um, would often tell people that you know she would make grand pronouncements in the the show. Sometimes she would say an audience member is pregnant. And then we'd stop the tape. That's what Whoopi did. Yes. Yeah, to, to Alyssa. So <laughs> Whoopi did. is a psychic Whoopi now. Whoopi might be a psychic. Yeah. She plays one of the movies. But um, sometimes I would have to, we'd stop tape and I'd like run, I was a production assistant, I'd run to the bathroom <laughs> with the guest, with the audience member and wait outside the door while they took a pregnancy test to find out if they were pregnant. And of course they weren't. And then we'd of course edit that out of the show. Of, then you edited. See, yeah. these are the things people need to hear. Yes, I think you're right. You know? I think you're right. I mean, they always say things like uh, John Van, uh, J- Van Pra. That yes. was our favorite on the show. Mm-hmm. Something like, um, oh, you know, they're playing the piano up there. They didn't play the piano when they were here. Suddenly they they suddenly can learn the piano when they're dead. Well, in the afterlife, maybe. Doesn't make any sense. You got a lot of time on your hands. What 
you going to do? I'd learn an instrument, wouldn't you? You know, I could live on this planet for the next million years, and I still would not learn how to play the oboe. All right, fair enough. Um, I did, actually, you mentioned Letterman. I did work on the Letterman show, and there and there, I did have something that was kind of cool. We had the Long Island medium, Teresa Caputo. Teresa Caputo. She's in one of my plays, you know. She's terrific. Wait, it, I have a play called Get Me Teresa Caputo. Oh, well, there we go. Okay, this is a good moment for me to plug my plays. Uh, every moment is. Go ahead. Go to our website. Look up Bonkers in the Burrows, and you will see where you can buy tickets. They're not that expensive like Broadway or even off-Broadway tickets. Part of the New York Comedy it's Festival. It's part of the New York Comedy Festival. I'm in the play. I'm going to be in one of them. I'm in that one. as a matter And there's of a time. psychic. No, I play somebody who wants to contact the dead. Okay, well, this is very okay. odd. Okay. And Susie Essman is going to be in it. She plays two in two of them. All right. And Renee Taylor, the great, wonderful girl woman who was in The Nanny, is in it. Mm-hmm. And we have other people now. Guy from The Sopranos is in it now. Oh, we got a lot of good stuff. It's called Bonkers in the Burrows, November 3, 4, and 5. Check so, out the website. Teresa Caputo. And don't, uh, don't edit that out. I won't edit it out. Thank you. Not that you'll know. It's not like you're going to listen. But yeah, I will not edit it out. All right. So Who could ter- listen to my voice? I can't. Well, I, my wife can and agree with everything you say. So Teresa Caputo actually did tell me things that ended up being true. Which like was kind of cool. That my, my sister, who had struggled with uh, having uh, with infertility and, and yeah. some health issues, yeah. was going to be okay and was going to have a baby. And it seemed very unlikely at the time that she said it. And it did happen. And she, well, yeah. you know, they're very professor positive. Yeah. Also. She also named her husband. I mean, it's I mean, listen, I, I'm I'm very skeptic in general, too. Like, I, I wonder, like, you know, were they doing a Google search? She knew who the producer was, things like that. I don't know. But she had some stuff. It was they do a Google. Listen, Barbara was here one day on the show yeah. with, with James Van Prague, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And he said something about her father's eyes. OK, Ooh. something about his eyes. And she was like, oh, my God, how did he know that? No one knew that. But, but, but. I said, Barbara, it's in your unauthorized biography. Okay? <laughs> That's where he read it. I am skeptical when it's celebrities. I will say that, when, they, when your life is an open book. But anyway, and then, of course, you Also, fi- you know, the thing about yeah. your sister. Yeah. Thank God she's okay. Yeah. She had the baby, et cetera. You would have felt terrible if he had said she's not going to make it. They're not going to tell you stuff like no, that. No, Otherwise, you'll never come back. That's true. That's true. So it's not logical. I'm just saying she, she I was that was a moment where I was kind of like, wow, maybe there's something to this. It's rare for me, but yeah, there we go. All right. All right. I'm I'm just like Sunny. Um you've also famously said that ghosts aren't real. No. They're um, not. But in the past now you've actually had several headlines from a joke you made about sleeping with ghosts that actually became <laughs> Those are jokes. Those are jokes. So to people, be clear, people don't seem to remember that I'm actually a comedian. I did it for more more than 35 years. Yes. On stage, making people laugh. All right, let's clear the air right now. Joy Behar, have you ever had sex with a ghost? <laughs> no, but some of them acted like ghosts. <laughs> well, there we go. We have the headline for the podcast. All right. Um, all right. And there weren't that many, by the way. No. I, I was pretty virginal. Yes. All right, all right next question. <laughs> we had... <laughs> <laughs> we had Julia Fox on the show today. Uh, I liked her a lot. You didn't know much about her before this. No, I did this. not. What did you think of her? I loved her. She was a charming, yeah. smart. Um, she was very forthcoming, honest. Yeah, a great guest for that reason. I mean, you'd what? love someone here who wants to really yeah. share. And uh, yeah, But you said it was a serious book, and I shouldn't be so have so much levity. Yeah, there was a lot of discussion of lube. Um, but she I, brought I thought, that up. Yes, yeah, she did. She said that if you want to wear that, what is that? What kind of material was Spandex it? Or Spandex. Spandex, no, you have it, to put yeah. lube. Yeah. That's all. No, I understand. She said it. What do you want to drop no, that? I know. I, it was a serious, I'm not dropping it. It was just a serious book, so I got a little nervous when we were. Yeah, but she's yeah. not, uh, she's a, uh, she, she wears um, very provocative clothes. Mm-hmm. 
So already, you know, she's out there. Yeah, no. I, I liked her a lot. I, I liked she her a lot, nice. too. Um, you know, like Julia, you grew up in New York City. You... She grew up in Italy till she was six years old. And then she moved to New York City. Yes. Um, do you think there's something about being a kid in New York that kind of cro- calls, makes you grow up faster? Were you rebellious as a teen? You and I were talking about this off camera. Um, I was rebellious as a yeah. teen. Yeah, well, you, I know you were. You were a bad boy. Yeah. Um, mm, I don't think I was. No? You didn't? What's the worst thing you did as a kid? In, oh, I play hooky from school. Yeah, I did that too. I'd be home in my, my bedroom with my girlfriends in the middle of the day on a Tuesday. We'd all play hooky. And my mother would come in with cookies. Mm-hmm. You want some cookies? I oh, mean, so she, she knew. Was, she was fine. She had no idea. She didn't care or something. Oh, see, I, I had that. I had no discipline as a child. Right. Nothing. No one ever told me to shut up. Nobody told me I was a bad girl. Nothing. Because you were an only child. They just were not, they just, and I had to, I had to monitor myself. I never really got into any big trouble. I had lots of, of uh, I had lots of rules and lots of strict, and I think I just uh You were rebelling on some, about something. I didn't have much to rebel against. Yeah. No, because well, there were no boundaries, so that's good. Yeah, um, that's true. Another thing Julia said was that people underestimated her. Were you underestimated as a kid, do you think, or as an adult? Um, I think that some of the teachers, because I was funny in class and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, causing talking all the time and everything, they underestimated me a little bit, you know, because I wouldn't, like in junior high, I, I wouldn't be in the honor roll because I, I would get disciplined because I talked too much. Right, and I talked too much too. But, you know, kids who talk, I was just talking to Sarah about her youngest son, Caleb. Caleb is a comedian. He's funny. He's the kid we have... Pictures of him taking his diaper off and throw, tossing them across the room. <laughs> That's the kind of kid he is. She says he's the funniest one, mm-hmm. and she loves that yeah, about him. I like that, too. Those kids go on to be uh, in television. They're in movies. They're in showbiz. I so w- it's not a bad thing. I was voted most talkative in my high school yearbook. You were? Yes, which uh, I don't think was a compliment at the time. But uh, Well, to me, it's, it's, it depends. If you're a motor mouth, no. Yeah. I, I was, my stories were too long. That's what it is. <laughs> Again. Again. Today's podcast is brought to you by Shopify. Ready to make the smartest choice for your business? Say hello to Shopify, the global commerce platform that makes selling a breeze. Whether you're starting your online shop, opening your first physical store, or hitting a million orders, Shopify is your growth partner. Sell everywhere with Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. Turn browsers into buyers with Shopify's best converting checkout, 36% better than other platforms. Effortlessly sell more with Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Did you know Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and supports global brands like Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen? Join millions of successful entrepreneurs across 175 countries backed by Shopify's extensive support and help resources. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Start your success story today. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash view. Put it all in lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash view now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash view. This is Sunny Hostin. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. 
Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash view. Just go to Indeed.com slash view right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash view. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, we also talked on the show today about Jada Pinkett Smith's revelations about her marriage to oh, Will yeah. Smith. Um, this came up right before the show, and there was a lot of interest from some of the hosts. Um, Anna <laughs> mentioned that she's only bringing it up to sell her book, but you commended her for that. Yeah. Why? Well, because we're in show business. The word business is, is an operative mm-hmm. word here. Yeah. And um, you have to wait for certain moments before you publicize something that keeps you in the public eye. Right. I mean, it, it was interesting to me because they've been through so much publicly and it's been kind of traumatic, I think, some of the conversations and things like this that would have been made easier if they had just been public about being separated. I mean, you well, know. Well, it makes them look like they were faking it. Yeah. But, again, it's showbiz. Don't take it too seriously. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in a time when the confidential magazine would destroy someone's career. Right. But they, the, the people in those days protected you from the lies. And now, Nowadays, I mean, the Internet is brutal. Yeah. No, the Internet is just in, insane. Um, you saw your friend Sherry Shepard on her show this week. Which yes, was, it aired today. Which was fun. It aired today. Um, what was it like seeing Sherry hosting her own show? You know, she deserves it. She's a doll. First of all, I love Sherry because she's funny and lighthearted and a sweet person. She hasn't got a mean bone in her body, as they say. Yeah. What was the vibe of that show like? Fun. Yeah. The audience is into her. Mm-hmm. They laugh at everything. They, they were a terrific crowd. And I admire the fact that she could sit there for a whole segment, 10, 12 minutes, yeah. and just talk off the top of her head. Yeah, it's very hard to do. I mean, you've done it. and, and... I haven't done it. I don't, I'm not good at that. I need a partner. Yeah. Well, I like need a to, I'm, I'm a jabber and a bouncer offer. But you had your own show on. on uh, I did, but cable. I was. Yeah. Yes, but I always had guests to talk to. Right. I didn't sit there and monologue. No, you talk to the audience a lot sometimes, yeah. and you're good at doing I don't that. enjoy monologuing unless. Unless the way Sherry does it is not monologuing. No. But like uh, certain people on television, when they they just talk and talk and talk into the camera. That's right. very common on MSNBC, HBO, different shows like that. Mm-hmm. I don't enjoy that. Yeah. They're talking at me. I would, want. I would like to be engaged. What about like a late night show as a comedian? Is that something you ever wanted to do? Listen, when I was in my, you know, and what's what shall I call it, my prime years as a comedian, mm-hmm. I did a lot of pilots, and not just for American Airlines. But um, <laughs> 
But I did a lot of pilots, seriously. Delta, American, and some of them, they didn't get picked up. I don't know, various reasons. There's always a reason for not getting picked up. One time we went up against Arsenio Hall. Yeah. And we canceled him out in certain markets, and I still didn't get the job. Yeah, it's hard. You know, so, yeah, well, of course, we we would have liked. The only person who ever really did it was John, John Rivers. Right. right. I mean, some people have had it. What's her name had it? Um off the Whoopi air. actually had a short-term one. She had one for a season or so, I think, or two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it, it's very hard. Chelsea Handler had one for a couple of years. It doesn't really... Because the audience at that hour are young men, I think. I think it's definitely the target audience. It's, well, that's uh, they look at the demographics. Right. That's television. Right. It's show business. It's demographics. We have to get with the program. People have to understand this is a total business. And it, it doesn't always have to do with your talent or your beauty or your brilliance mm-hmm. or anything. It has to do with whatever is in vogue at that time whatever the audience wants, right. et cetera. Well, there's been male versions of The View that have been tried and failed. They don't uh, work. No, because we audience. hear men talking all the time. We're tired of that. Yeah, no, sure. Yeah. yeah I, I agree. Um, last week was your birthday. We had your birthday show. We yeah. teased it on here, but we haven't seen you since then. Did you know we were able to raise over $10,000 for the retreat? I heard about that today. That's pretty great. And it's, I'm going to promote it again because I think uh, we can make more money on that. Well, we can still bid. Uh, the audience listening now can still bid, and they should. Uh, there's going to be a link to the auction in this episode description. Right. They really like that big picture of all of us that was signed. Huh? Yeah, the one that I accidentally bid on yeah. and uh, have to pay $500 for. But yeah. yes, it's still available, and you can still bid on it. And I think it's up to thirteen or $1,400 That's great. Which is great. Um, so... I would have looked great in my house. Um, well, you can always get another one. You work here, remember? Yeah, no, believe me. I have no problem making a donation. I'm less interested in owning a giant photo of you signed okay. um, <laughs> of the six of you. But that's fine. That's fine. All right. uh, what else? What did you do for your birthday? Not much. I mean, this was not a big year. Not Last big year, year was the big year. Yes. This year is the big, the, bottom, the bottom of a big year. <laughs> <laughs> and I just went out to dinner with my kids, you know, which was fun. That's great. I asked my uh, my grandson, I said, do you know how old Nana is? And I don't feel like saying the number right now because sure, it makes fine. me nauseous. But um, I said, does Nana look her age? And he said, no. And he, he knocked off 20 years. Oh, there you that, go. that kid's brilliant. I think most people knock off 20 years. I don't know, don't but know I don't care better. what they think. I only care what my grandson thinks. My favorite thing you said <laughs> recently this year is that, because uh, I, I like when you make the self-deprecating jokes about dating Lincoln. And yeah. the thing you said to me is when you started on this show, you used to make jokes about Barbara dating Lincoln. <laughs> now it's me. Now it's you. <laughs> So things have come full circle. Oh, my God. Sherry and I talked about Barbara so much on her, on her show yesterday. <laughs> See, I was fun, though. I have this way of doing things with people who, who are no longer on the planet. Yes. I keep them alive in my act. I talk about them. They're on my contact sheet. Sure. They're even in an old Rolodex I have in the closet. That's the way you keep people alive. I hope when I die, people will keep talking about me, negative or positive. I don't care. I'll be telling very long, boring (laughs) stories about you for the rest of my life. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. All right. On that note, tomorrow, Alyssa Farrah Griffin will be sitting down. What are you going to ask her? Well, I talked to her the other day, but tomorrow she's sitting down with our guest host, Rachel Lindsay, who's going to be on tomorrow from The Bachelorette. So uh, Alyssa's going to guest host, and she's going to talk to Rachel. Where? Here in this podcast. Oh, in the podcast. Yeah, and I'm going to take a day off. Really? Yeah. Why? You love this so much. You've never had so much attention in your life. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> in that case, I want to do that. Yeah, who do you want to talk to? Let's say George Clooney. All right, I'll get it done. I'll get it done. <laughs> I'll get it done. We'll make a call. All right, thank you for listening. Uh, tomorrow, Rachel Lindsay, Alyssa Farrah Griffin, and we'll see you then. The first ever criminal trial of a former president is underway in Manhattan. 
It's one of potentially four trials facing former President Trump as he makes his third bid for the White House. What do voters think about his culpability, and would a guilty verdict make a difference in the election? I'm Galen Druk, and every Monday and Thursday on the 538 Politics podcast, we break down the latest news from the campaign trail. We sort through the noise and zoom in on what really matters using data and research as we go. That's 538 Politics every Monday and Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts.